All right. Today we're taking a look at uh, Mark chapter 5. JD, we've got three stories that prove the power of Jesus right here as we read this. Yeah, this this to me is just three uh, three of his miracles. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of interesting miracles, mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily straightforward, uh, putting mud on eyes and, 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 and giving sight. They're a little different this time. Right. So the first one is this this demoniac, this this man that was uh, possessed by an evil spirit, it says. He lived in, in these caves, and it's, it's kind of a spooky uh, picture that you get as you read this. But he comes up to Jesus, and Jesus basically um, call, you know, calls the evil spirits out of him. And the interesting thing is he sends them into a herd of pigs at their request. At their request. That's the strange part. Extra strange part. <laughs> That's the extra strange part. Yeah. I don't know, really know if I have very much to say about that. But what I do know is a crowd gathers, verse 15, they saw the man who'd been possessed by the legion of demons, and he was sitting there fully clothed and perfectly sane. And I think it's funny what it says next. And they were all afraid. And they were all afraid, and they asked him to leave. They were afraid because he was sane, and and he was healed. So they were afraid because of the power of Jesus. Clearly, there's something about Jesus here that they didn't understand, Right. In verse seventeen, they they began the crowd began to plead with Jesus to go yeah, away. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I apologize. And then the, yeah. in seventeen is where the crowd said, "Hey, we yeah. would," it, which I find interesting that you wouldn't recognize that power and and see the good it brought, yeah, right. un, unless they were upset about their pigs. And I can understand how, as a farmer, you might be yeah. con- confused as you lost your entire yeah. herd. Mm-hmm. Or maybe if they just were afraid that what he would, what a person of that kind of power would know about them or would do about the dysfunction in their life. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, maybe we get comfortable with our, with our sin and our dysfunction and whatever. And here you see this, this guy, Jesus, who has the power to heal this demon possessed man. Well, what does he have the power to do to me? Hmm. Who knows? I had not looked at it that way. Mm -hmm. But this one ended differently than, than like the previous chapter. Right. In, uh, in verse 19, uh, the man that had just been saved, the, the formerly demon-possessed man, yeah. he, uh, he begged to go with Jesus. Yeah. He wanted to follow him. And, and, and Jesus didn't say, you know, no, just go, go home and don't tell anybody. Uh, in 19, he said, no, go home to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been. That's, that's, that's quite a, a change. Right, because up until now, if you go, you know, everything we've read in Mark, Jesus said, don't tell anyone, don't tell anyone, don't tell anyone. But notice, J.D., he says, go tell your family. He doesn't say, tell other people. He says, tell your family. And what does the man do? He started off to visit the 10 towns of that region, and he proclaimed the great things that Jesus had done to everyone, not just to his family. Just kind of like in, in an earlier chapter where the, the person right. couldn't, couldn't contain it, you know, what Jesus has done for them. That's interesting. So then we get to we get to this next story, and this is one where we have a kind of a miracle within a miracle, uh, right? Because Jesus is is approached by this guy named Jairus, a synagogue leader, and uh, and Jairus's daughter is dying, and he he says, "Come save her." So they're on their way to save Jairus's daughter, and then another woman touches Jesus, this woman that had this issue of blood for years. And, uh, and she thought to herself, if I could just, in verse 28, if I could just touch his robe, I will be healed. And so she did. 
And then JD, what happens next? He, Jesus noticed the power. It talks about being uh, drained or taken from his body at this touching. And he stopped and he said to his disciples, who, t- who touched me? And the disciples were like, how, how do I know this big crowd who touched you? And so I guess they, they literally just stopped and looked around and said, okay, I'm not going until we figure this out. And, and, and why was kind of confusing is that he needed to know. Mm-hmm. And here's one of the things that I've learned as I've studied this passage is the, the woman, the issue of blood, it wasn't, just a, it wasn't just a physical ailment for her. It also made her unclean. And so everyone in her life knew that she was unclean. And so it was, so it, it made her a social cast off. So if Jesus hadn't publicly declared her clean, then nobody would know it. And even though she'd be healed physically, she wouldn't, she wouldn't be healed socially, so to speak. So we read this and we think, man, it seems almost embarrassing that Jesus would kind of call this woman out. But no, it was actually the continuation of her healing. He doesn't just care about her physical um, illness. He cares about her, her social, the things that socially hurt her as well. And so when he declared her healed, her faith healed her, he was saying to everyone, she's clean. You don't have to, she's not a pariah anymore in our culture. You can accept her now. It's a pretty cool story. It is a good story. And I, and I like that part we didn't talk about earlier, but uh, in 34, he said, your faith has made you well. Mm-hmm. It wasn't him touching her. It wasn't him performing a miracle. It was her faith yeah. that uh, saved her. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so then as we go on, the, this miracle within the miracle, so now we, we move on and he gets to the home of Jairus and the daughter is dead. So look, this, this intervening miracle, you know, maybe, maybe blew it, right? So Jairus is probably pretty bummed out about that. Like, I wish you wouldn't have stopped to heal this other woman. But Jesus said, no, she's, listen, it's okay. Don't be afraid. Just have faith, right? And so as you read the rest of the story, uh, Jesus ends up uh, saying to her, get up, little girl, get up. She was dead, but he raised her from the dead. And, uh, and then it ends in verse 43, which just, again, strangely, right, J.D.? Jesus, strange. Jesus gave him strict orders not to tell anyone what had happened, and then he told them to, to go give her something to eat. Strange, but back on course is to his normal yeah. response afterwards. I would... Right. And this, it's good to remember, this is descriptive of what Jesus said. It's not prescriptive of how we should be today. It's not prescribing that we shouldn't tell people about Jesus. It's describing that Jesus was not, it wasn't quite time yet for this message to get out. And, and pr- part of the reason for that might be because Jesus knew the sooner the message got out, the sooner he would go to the cross. And so he needed some time to do his ministry before he went to the cross. That might be part of the reason. Part of the reason might be because God just, his timing's different than ours. 